Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast, and we are Kevin. On today's show, we're going to be uh, just catching up with a bit more reaction from the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship final, um, and we're going to be looking over a few different talking points. There's a lot of different talking points, actually, to go through, um, but we're going to start the show by looking back over, just very briefly, there's a full um, review show on the intermediate final between Lara and Bill Torbett but after the game Mickey Brennan caught up with the Lara chairman Thomas McKenna You're a happy man today Tommy Unbelievable yeah this, this, this day has been a long day coming for these boys they've been knocking at the door and Jesus now that it's here it's just unbelievable it's, it's the best feeling ever 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 so it is but these boys deserve where they are now at the minute and deserve to win the cup and them. A lot of talk about this Lauer team, the young Lauer team over the last five or six years, as you said already, and it maybe looked like it was getting away from them, but by God, they put in some performance today. Oh yeah, this year's everybody saying we have a young team, we have a young team, but every year you get a year older and the, the older lads get a year older as well and they start to dwindle away, but these boys did, they knew the day coming into it, from we met this morning, I knew we were going to win because our boys was just in the right place and they were always going to win this today because they wanted it, they really, really wanted this. With a bad start to the championship we did and we kind of regrouped in the middle of it and we said we were going to win the championship and we done exactly what it said on the tin since that we won the fucking thing and it's, it's brilliant yeah it's absolutely brilliant looking back 25 years since you last won the intermediate crown and you'd well I'm sure you'd well remember that one but you know like comparing both the teams you know like has this team as much potential as the team that won it back in, in 1994 well I think this team probably has more potential because the, the younger and the team in 1994 probably was made up of a few older lads like Arch King and Finn McDonough at the end of the years and all these boys has a huge future ahead of them in football like the, the oldest man on the field I think was 27 or 28 and they have a lot of years football ahead of them if they keep at it and hopefully they will like them now we're up senior and look at they could give anybody a game they give a lot of teams great games in the senior league this year and they can give anybody a game on the day yeah, and looking at it now, you have that intermediate crown, you have the, the trophy going back out to Lauer tonight. You'll celebrate for a few days, I'm sure, but I'm sure you'll want this team to refocus because in three weeks' time, they'll be out in Ulster Championship, but they've got a nice break now. Yeah, yeah, we have three weeks of the Ulster Championship, but there will be one hell of a party in Lara. We have a bonfire, we're going to have everything out there, we're going to throw the works at it, so we are. there will be a party for two or three days or maybe four, but it's no more than the lads deserve because... The amount of work, blood and sweat they've put in and stood on all year, they deserve it after all they've done. So I'm delighted for them and it's, it's going to be a huge occasion for the parish. It's, it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, congratulations to Thomas. You can tell the, the passion. I should have given a wee bit of warning there before um, I let it play, but the, the passion for his club comes true towards the end of that interview. Uh, but well done to Thomas. After the game, Mickey was very, very busy, so he caught up with the Larry United coach, Keelan Milanif. 
joined now by Keelan Mila for selector with the Lowry United team a victorious Lowry United team and Keelan ran away comfortable victors there today against Belturbet and it was a real professional performance by this bunch of lads yeah well look I suppose we knew we knew what we were going to get from Belturbet a, a, a very hard tackling side would, would make it very hard on us offensively and we made a plan earlier on in the week and we said we're not going to commit bodies forward we're going to sit back and, and let our forward trust in our forwards to get the space and get the scores and to be fair they got the space and they got the job done and, and I'm just delighted for them Mickey just delighted for them It was a scintillating last 10 minutes to the first half there was only 2 or 3 points between the teams on 15-16 minutes but then you just ran in with those uh, goal of, a couple of goals and a couple of points just to give you that comfortable um, uh, I suppose uh, lead at half time yeah, well, I, I suppose if you keep wearing the team down, gaps is going to open up, and I think that's what happened. I, I think, to be honest, we could have probably had another couple of goals, but I have it sort of drilled into the lads to kick their points, make sure that we get a point out of it. If a goal opportunity occurs, then you take it. Um, but they wore them down, but they were clinical. Our forwards were excellent today. I thought our subs, when they came on, were excellent as well at finishing off the job, and that's the strength in Larry United is, is the panel, because without it, OK, only 15 can start and 6 can come on, but, I mean, we have a panel of 36 there, and that's what makes training so good. I was able to set up um, really, really defensively and make our forwards work for the last two or three weeks. Without them boys, you know, not all of them can get on the field, but there's not one player here that's more important than the other. It's, yeah, a, it's a real team effort. It was something that we spoke about um, uh, on the commentary was that you were taking off some of the forwards and we were like going, God, that player could be in man the match territory or, you know, that fella's having, he's probably in the top five. But the substitutes that you've brought on both in forward line and the back line they all contributed but especially the forwards the three forwards that you brought on contributed six points between them two points each yeah hugely look at I mean I, I, I guess and again that's that's the strength of this panel is is how good our forwards are and I can tell you the last two weeks of training Mickey has been hell for Schedler it was so hard it was so hard to put six forwards out there you know what I mean it's it's they were so good and just telling the lads and telling the lads and to be fair they they know what it's like they're part of a panel and they know that they were going to come in and they were going to make a difference and to be fair when they come on and they got their chance they took it and as well as, as, well as that it hasn't been all rosy this year you know there, had, there came a stage in the year where the players had to make a decision and they made that decision yourself and yourself talked about it off air you know a point in the season where there's a turning point and Larry United had that turning point but haven't looked back since yeah, I think I think uh, thanks. I think uh, I think in most teams that are successful, they have some sticky periods and moments of adversity. And um, look at, uh, I suppose we didn't start that wild early. We 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 started uh, two weeks into into February, you know, with the league just starting two weeks before that. So the goal was always the goal was always to peak sometime in around the the quarter final and semi final stage. And uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, at that stage and, and uh, I suppose you know after coming it was disappointing you know being put out of out of Division 1 but uh, to be fair to that a little bit of a hangover probably carried on there into the into the into the first round the Drumgoon game not taken away from Drumgoon they were phenomenal they outworked us they outfought us and they got their job done again the bridge game I thought it was a game that ultimately we should have won and then we were actually lucky to get a draw out of it in the end but after that the guys just just kicked on and they made it made the decision themselves look at i'm always going to be there and show up for training but if the lads aren't there and the buy-in isn't there 
you know, you're at nothing. But I can I can't speak highly enough about this panel of players, and that's what it is, Mickey. It's a full panel of players. It's 36 players. It's not just your starting 15 or the subs. It's your panel of players. I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for their club. And you know, I I, I made a statement inside in the dressing room at halftime at Cucullans because when I was coming out coming in for halftime, you know, the Cucullans and the Lara youngsters were playing, and i you know, I spoke a lot about the youngsters and that's really what it's about it's about the joy you bring to youngsters and you know inspiring them for the future and and, and that's what Gaelic football is all about for me yeah, I, I, I was just going to say you know this like Larry United have you know haven't won a, a, an intermediate championship in 25 years and you know the last few years they've got their underage structure going really really well but this group of players definitely are going to inspire the next generation of players around the Larry United club and you can see it here the amount of people that are out on the field that are celebrating and the amount of kids that are out in the field this is going to you know inspire them to go on and emulate these players that, yeah. that, that have won the intermediate championship today yeah absolutely but you know you just have to be around the club and you see all the work that's been done you know it's huge numbers and it's huge huge commitment and they're you know they work really really well and you know I spoke to Park Rudden this morning before we left and, and he, was, he was a bit nervous and I said well you should be a little bit nervous but I said today isn't just because of you know a management team or you know it's not it's not luck it's years and years of hard work and you know huge credit has to go for the likes of Park Rudden and Tomas McKenna and them men because it was them men who really got stuck in and started off that that, that underage stuff when nobody really wanted to do it and that, you know I know the younger lads on this team that would have got underage medals and there's no guarantee that that'll carry through because as you know yourself by the time you're finished playing Gaelic football and you gather up your medals you'll not have a whole pile so I knew I knew by getting these guys into the final that that was the biggest step more so than anything else because you know they knew how to win and they had confidence and they were prepared for it. but again I go back to the panel of players without the huge panel of players you know you're, you're, you're at nothing and I suppose just to finish off with this big panel of players that you do have here today there's obviously going to be celebrations for a few days you're out in Ulster in three weeks time that'll be the next focus have you even thought about that or is it only now that you start thinking about that really no uh, you're right it's only now because if you if you take your eye off the ball you know something could happen uh, I do know we're playing the winners of the Tyrone uh, Tyrone and uh, Armagh champions I haven't looked into it I know that this group is hungry yes they will go and they'll enjoy themselves and they'll, and they'll party and rightly so but um, I don't think they're a team that'll just settle for that I think they're a team that'll actually push on because when we took over, we won the Ulster Intermediate and I think they want more and they're hungry. They really are hungry. So they'll get their week off and, and that and we'll regroup and uh, we'll go at it because, they, you know, they well, love it. You look they at Mullahorn. Mullahorn got to an intermediate, an Ulster Intermediate final last year. There's no reason to say that this Lauer team couldn't. No, absolutely not. Look, at the, they're, they're hungry, hungry for success. And uh, I think they will. Look, at I, I mean, I was here, I was involved with Ballyhays in 2015. And we were narrowly beaten here by a Duhamlet team by a point after extra time. You know, and it, it really hurt. That really hurt. That really hurt that, that defeat. And if I can impart some of that wisdom and, uh, and stuff to our lads, you know... I think I agree with you 100% I think they can kick on and push on and following the likes because it's a long long time since a Cavan club at junior intermediate or senior has actually gone on and showcased the football that is in Cavan because let me tell you there's some fine fine footballers in Cavan fine fine footballers in Cavan and I'm just I'm just really excited for these group of players I'm really excited for the next couple of weeks Yeah delighted to be joined by uh, Paul Fitzpatrick sports editor of the Anglo-Celt Paul 
we we done our full review podcast, but just very over on Patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Just very briefly though, um Dust has settled a wee bit and you look back on it now, a really convincing Lara display. The more you look on it, there, there was very little weak points in the Lara display. No, it was a great it was a great performance. Great attacking football in all, in all fairness. Um to use the ball very well. The shooting was excellent, defended very well. It was a good all round performance. Well, Torbert should have been closer. That said, they started going for goals too early. Mm-hmm. A bit of panic crept in with Bill Torbert, which you, you wouldn't have expected because they're an experienced team. But certainly, Mickey Hanna made the point in his column. At one stage, they possibly could have been within four, and instead they were eight or nine down um, because they were throwing away point scoring chances and they needed to get closer. But uh, Lara just kept kept the pressure on, and the the bench made a big difference then, bringing on pl- quality players and like they kicked kick three points in a minute in injury time to really hammer at home. So the one going away. So great win for Lara, and it's good to see it's good to see a, a club like Lara back in senior ranks, football mad area, and mm. uh, I think that's what Cavan needs. Definitely, definitely. So well done to Lara. If you want to get um, more reaction, it is over on Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan. Moving on. Um, the big talking point, I suppose, around the county at the minute is that for 2020, it looks like Cavan Gales are going to have an addition in the middle of the field. I think we, I can exclusively bring this because a lot of people are thinking it's it's somebody else, but I can confirm. I've seen Ed O'Hanlon out running the roads on Sunday morning, <laughs> so you know he's he's going to be a massive addition to the Gales in midfield next year. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's go- he's going to Swan and Bar. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it was a two-way deal, was it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose everybody is talking Grode Grode Collins uh, or Grode McKiernan. Um, Grode Collins is still lovely playing, I'm sure. Grode McKiernan moving to to Cavan Gales. Is it a surprise? Well, um, there has been talk that Grode might be leaving Swad. Going, on, that's been going around for a while. Um, mm. Is it a surprise that he's going to the Gales? Yeah, caught me a bit by surprise uh, in that he lives in Butler's Bridge. So a lot of the rumour was that he was going to go to Butler's Bridge. Um, but under, like, he's fully allowed to go under rule to go to Cavan Gales because the bridge is in Cavan Parish. People might not. Parish of Orney. Parish of Orney, is it? Yeah. yeah. So you have four clubs in there. Yeah. And then the rule actually says that you can go to that parish that you're residing in or you can go to any adjoining Paris, yeah. parish which brings in a whole pile of clubs yeah. that'll bring in Ballyhays Red Hills Bobby Red Hills Groves <laughs> uh, Lavi Den Cornfane Rakes of clubs there's loads yeah. any amount that, 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 he, that he could but do he's but they, like, the, the rumour was going around as long back as a year ago I remember that he that he may be going to the bridge was the rumor at the time, but there was talk of him leaving Swan and Bar a long time ago. Yeah, there was talk years ago that actually speaking of Red Hills, there was talk that he that he was going to go to Red Hills. I remember hearing it, and speaking to, to a fella in Swad, he said like there was a wee bit more substance to that than than just idle chatter at the time. Um, look, it's a big move, and Cavan Gales have set such a bar for themselves uh, that people are going to look at that as as he's leaving a club that's been relegated to junior and going to probably the biggest club in the county in terms of like the they were in terms of the last twenty years, yeah, certainly recent, the biggest club in the county. Stature. Yeah. And like they're the brand leaders there in the county town. Um so he's he's probably gonna get a, get a lot of flack over it. 
But I mean, I'm sure he's he's, he's prepared for that, and um, he's well fit to take it. He's he's been around the, the scene for a long time now. He's a hell of an addition, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, one of the most outstanding footballers of his generation. And Cavan, I think that I think that I think that's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's he's um, you can see the impact he makes on the Cavan team when he comes back. Funny thing, up until maybe two years ago, he 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 always played an awful lot of games. Like he he uh, he would have played McKenna Cup games, and he he would have played every game that was going. And I think in the last two years, then he hasn't played as much in the winter or the spring for Cavan. He's had a few injuries, and he's come back in kind of midway through the league. And uh, you can see it. You can see the difference he makes. Like the, he lifts the crowd, and he lifts the team when he, when he comes into it. So like he's a he's a brilliant player. Like he's a brilliant scorer. He's brilliant in the air. He, he's a great trainer. Um, I always thought he was was a great. He's a huge addition. Now, Cavan Gills have a long history of picking up players. Uh, being the being the county, the big club in the county town, there they would have picked up players who moved to the town. Um, well, going to back traditionally, it wasn't that easy for people to move to to travel down the road the half an hour or forty minutes to get to trainings or get to games. Definitely, so and they would have got it, bank it, officials and things. Yeah, guards like. On the team in the seventies, like Dermot Dalton was one of the one of their best players. One of the great fullbacks for Cavan in the seventies. Like he was a mead man. And you had obviously the biggest transfer. This growth thing is the biggest high profile transfer between two clubs in Cavan. I would say since Anthony Ford moved to the Gales. And at the time, probably Anthony Ford was one of the very best footballers in the county. Mm-hmm. And he left the junior club in West Cavan to go to. Big club in the county town as well. Uh, you had Mickey Ling, but he was still minor when he went to. Went, That's right. So it was, it wasn't as big a deal. Um, he had moved from Crushlaw into Cavan Town, so it wasn't. People would sometimes hold that against the guys. I wouldn't hold it against him at all. It was no. Mickey Ling. He was living in Swellin. Like yeah, he was. A, he was. A, he had moved in to yeah. Cavan Town, and I think that was fair enough. And Anthony Ford had moved to Cavan Town as well. But the Gales do have that advantage that they can pick up players, and now they're picking up players who who aren't p- moving to the town. They're moving. To in, the area, yeah, we're moving, you know, into the catchment area of other clubs. I think Butler's Bridge probably uh, a little bit slack. I know that, for example, uh, when Shane McSweeney moved to to Cavan, like as far as I know, he was living in Virginia, but Casarahan knew that they, they, he'd be eligible to play for them, and they didn't take no for an answer. Yeah, and I think they had been tipped off in advance, Casarahan, that he was that this good footballer was going to be in the area, and he's look, he'd be looking for a club, but they weren't taking no for an answer. I know Rammer at the time were a bit annoyed about it, but. Casaran went to him and said, "You're, you can, you're coming with us. We want you." And they made a massive case. You wonder how how hard did the bridge push it with Garage? If he's living there, uh, personally speaking, if I was in the bridge, I would have been camping out at his door. But you see, the the issue there is, did, were they aware that he was definitely going to leave? Because it only kind of came out about a week ago, or, or a little over a week ago, that he was definitely going to leave the bridge, or definitely going to leave Swan and Bar, and. If he wasn't definitely going to leave, then you don't want to be the, the the club that goes, "Come here, would you join us?" Oh, well, I have my own club. You, you know, you, you don't want to be that club. Well, I think most clubs don't want to be that club. Hmm. True, yeah, but but uh, how did it come about? Did, uh, in that case, are you saying that Garage went and approached the Gales? No, I, I I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Whether Grode approached the Gales or the Gales approached. Yeah. Gro- so, I no idea, so whatever time, at whatever point, there was an approach made, but. One way or the other, the bridge should have been there, right there. The man's living under their noses. 
Uh, so look, it's just just my t- take on it. But it, massive, massive addition to the, to the games. I wasn't talking to the girls because I I uh, got in touch with him, but he didn't he didn't respond to me. So yeah. that was his choice. Ah, yeah. So it, it leaves it open when 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 someone is approached like that and they, they choose to t- to ignore it. It leaves it open to speculation, and or it, or it leaves it that what you had had communicated to him. What what is out there is is accurate, and therefore there's no point in challenging it and no point in commenting. Possibly so, yeah. But I think it's as I've been covering all of Grove McCarran's career, like, and uh, he's he's just been an extraordinary player for Cavan, like, absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I've reported that time and again. But fortunately, uh, he's not a man for interviews, so he's not a man for he's not a great man for replying to messages or so. Like Garrod is is his own man, and. Uh, it's a big call. I wish him the best of luck. To yeah, going to Cavan Gales. It's a massive, massive call. Like for such a high-profile player to go to such a high-profile club. I don't think he left because his club got relegated. Pe- no, that people no. from the looking from the outside in are going to go. I oh, they got relegated. He didn't want to play junior. I don't believe that. And I see that. I think it was phrased and and kind of you know put out there. I no, I don't believe that. No, I, don't I think you. I think this. I think he probably maybe had a bit of a breakdown in the relationship or whatever down there, and he wanted a fresh start. Um, which is fair enough, like, but because uh, one of ours lost Kevin Gale's game. Well, yeah, the interesting thing on it for me is that possibly it looks like it, it's been festering for a while, as in that that he was going to leave Swanland Bar, you know, g- going back as I say as far back as a year ago. Um, but then there's the there's the talk that that will look at he's going to Kevin Gale's because he wants to win something of significance, as in a senior championship maybe, and maybe push on into. Ulster club or whatever the case may be, the, the the rumors then start to circulate that well maybe is that a a, a sign of him saying well I'm not going to win anything with Cavan, so you know I'm a focus on my club for the for the next few years you know which is it's it's an interesting enough theory too oh, uh, is, is is his generation now starting to say to themselves okay look we've had our chance and it's gone completely like as I said we're speculating here. But, oh, we've, yeah, yeah. but we've no choice though because uh, man himself doesn't want to comment hmm. uh, or acknowledge acknowledge anything. So oh, we, oh, can we do only speculate? Um, maybe he's looking back on his Cavan career and feeling that it's passed him by. He wants a massive change. Sometimes to make a big change, you have to make a big change. As the yeah. saying goes, yeah. you know, I, who knows? Um, t- t- personally speaking, like Cavan Gales, in my opinion, are are. Uh, in a bit of a rut, they maybe they needed something like this. Yeah. Get another big import in from another club to get to kickstart them, get them over the line. Could be, I suppose that 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 could roll us on to to our talking points. Um, maybe we we we'll roll straight into them. The, one of the first talking points was, um, oh no, actually we're going to do that on the senior one. So uh, if you want to hear our talking points on on maybe the next five. Um, Senior Championship winners, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. On the Senior Championship final preview show, we, we go through those talking points. Um. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service 
and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. But we have some talking points to go through here on this show. Um, first of them was the minor final from last weekend. Ballyhays beating Lavi. Um, convincing enough win in fairness to Ballyhays. Good show. Yeah, it was. That team has... has uh Lost. They lost an awful lot of finals. I think they lost something like five finals. Yeah, they five won it on the 14 Division 3 league, I think. And other than that, they've been losing finals all the time. So it's great to see them, them getting the reward there. The game itself was a wee bit disappointing. I was comparing it to the minor final the week before. Uh, yeah, that, that, but that was a once in a generation. <laughs> yeah, well, the week, week before we had two better games, to be, to be quite, quite honest. Like, just the way it worked yeah. out. They were both close. Um, but... But I thought Bally Hayes, yeah, fully fully deserving. I thought personally the man of the match was was Colin McCarran and he had a great game. I was very impressed with him. But I, I thought maybe the, the Russell Gorman should have oh. definitely been in the reckoning. To I get two goals from two one from half back. And he was marking Shea Smith, who's a very good footballer too. Like you know, one probably the main at- attacking threat on on the Lavi side. He nullified Shea and and scored 2-1 going for I thought Russell Gorman was excellent yeah he was Brian O'Rourke was excellent as well yeah um, him and Peter Smith was a good battle in the middle of the field I thought probably Brian edged it yeah he, in general play I'd say he did edge it yeah and Peter kicked some kicked some great frees but Brian, Brian was uh, all over the place and kicked some good points from play yeah, as well he scored three I think he got three points two or three Brian. points from play yeah. um it was a, it's a big, strong Ballyhays team. Like, yeah. like uh, you have the likes of Alex Pryor there. He's a big, tall fella. And um, do you know what I like about Alex Pryor? I, I think I don't know. Was I saying this to you in in the game? But he knows exactly when to lay off a ball, and it's a simple, simple thing. But there's a lot of times when Ballyhays were breaking through, and you were going, "Oh God, is he going to take too much out of it?" And just before the tackle. He lays off a nice little neat hand pass to a runner, which sets him completely free, puts him into a one-on-one situation. I was very impressed with his layoff. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he, I thought he was, thought he was very good. The, um, the, they were full of good players, and they brought on this fella Andy McAvoy, and he played well and kicked a couple of nice points yeah, as well. Yeah. So Cormac, um, Cormac Smith at the, well full back, but hitting the forty-five, lovely clean strike of a ball, yeah. and, and and driving out with possession of the ball. He's physically developing and, and looking like he's going to be a really good player too. Yeah, look, Bally Hayes. Looking at the teams, uh, those teams you say on the suburbs of Cavan Town, if you want to call yeah. it that, they're all, they're nearly all on the rise. Like Bally Hayes are very much on the rise. Two national schools there with big numbers and coming bringing through a wave now. And uh, like the, you have a minor team winning the Division Two, sort of under the radar, not much talk about them. But a minor Division Two championship, you can build a senior team around that. Oftentimes, yeah, um, you keep them going out under twenties. You've Kiligary, like we t- talked about them. They have three national schools and serious numbers, and they have a minor final coming up on Sunday. That's right, Division so, One. Um, Butler's Bridge as well. You, you know, good indicators to see the size of the schools they have and and the fact that how many kids are playing ball in those schools. These are all these clubs on the outskirts of town are really on the rise. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of, of teams on the rise, I want to say congratulations to the Kiligary ladies. They won the Division One League final against Crushlaw, a scoreline four goals and nine to one fifteen. I suppose a wee bit of an upset there. Crushlaw would have been expected to complete the double, Paul. Oh, yeah, no, I, th- I think that would definitely have to go down as an upset. Um just looking at looking at the notes on the game, Ashley, I'll give you the scores. Ashley Moore scored five points. Rachel Talbot, she was the captain, got yeah. three points. Jerry Smith got a goal. Katrina Smith got a goal. Neve O'Shea got a goal. 
three good forwards there. Ian McConley yeah. got a goal and Grania Cahill got a point. Um, Katrina Smith was, went off injured after 11 minutes and she'd already scored a goal but her replacement, Eamor Connolly, got a goal within 20 seconds of coming wow. on. Brilliant. So that was great, great stuff out of them. Crutchlaw, lot think, kicked a lot of wides. They had five wides in a row at one stage. Um, so coming into the last couple of minutes, I'll read Jared a little bit from the report. Um, Crutchlaw finally got their, this is the very end of the game, Crutchlaw finally got their reward for continuous pressure with Sean and Lynch levelling the scores as the game entered into additional time. Killigarry's never say die attitude paid off when they worked the ball up to danger woman Ashley Walls, who passed it to Breach Boylan. Boylan found Jerry Spit, who calmly slowed the ball into Crush Law net, much to, to the delight of the large Killigarry support. In the process, Smith left the field injured as Neve O'Shea re-entered the fray. So there was, there was injuries all over the place. Crush Law refused to give up and surged forward on another attack and struck gold when the brilliant NASA board fired a shot into the back of the Kilgary net to bring the team's level again. Winning kickouts was key throughout the game and the next one proved crucial for the sides. Elaine Walsh calmly found a red and black jersey and set her side off on one last attack. The large crowd gathered in Mullahorn were in for one last thrill as Rachel Talbot, who worked tirelessly for her team, paid the ball to Neve O'Shea, who made no mistake in burying the ball into the Crushlaw net for her side's fourth <laughs> goal and ultimately the last score of the game. Crushlaw had time for one more attack but a long ball in from Sinead McKenna was calmly dealt with by Elaine Walsh in a fitting finish to a thrilling game. What a brilliant. finish. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Goals. Four goals in the last maybe 10 minutes of that game. Class. Un- unbelievable. Um, absolutely deadly. So, yeah, congratulations to Killy Gary. Maybe we've a, we've a, another contender coming up at Senior Ladies there. Absolutely. I think they marked our arrival there now. Mm, definitely. Sometimes uh, championship success follows the, the confidence from winning a league. We've seen that with Castle Rand. We've seen it with the Gales back in the early 2000s you know sometimes you need that that confidence to beat a, a championship winning point. team that's really yeah when I think back I remember Red Hills winning the junior league before they made their championship breakthrough yeah. um, Banya did the same won a senior league before they won the intermediate, intermediate and went on to an Ulster yeah that's a good point definitely um, next talking point down yeah there seems to be a lot of a lot of people getting involved on Twitter um, and, and Instagram mainly there's a misunderstanding. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand by and let people blacken my name. You shouldn't <laughs> on have social said. Media. You shouldn't have said what you said about the fella. <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't know if everybody has heard it, but on the on the Patreon podcast earlier on in the week, um, we were looking back over the the uh, Lara United final against Beltorbet, and I was talking about Jack McKenna. Do you know what? I'll just play the audio. Will I? Play the audio. He's definitely north of 6'3", and, and yet extremely athletic. Covers huge amount of ground. Like He defended back. He, he forced turnovers. He was very, very good. Without, I think, what did he get? Two points, maybe three points. But that wasn't his massive contribution. His massive contribution was the setting up, the running, the, the ground he covered. You'd be into GPS stats. You know, you'd love to see his, Mickey. No. (laughs) Can I just say no? I'd love to see his stats, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I suppose I want to start off with thanking Sean Tierney for sharing that with the world. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't need that going out there. And it's going around on WhatsApp as well. Yeah, yeah. The WhatsApp clip cut off our laughing so it sounds like we, we just made a massive pause up but in fairness we did cop it we copped it straight away but it was it, it was a good funny moment anyway so um, yeah thank, thanks a million for that one uh, Sean we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in the long grass <laughs> <laughs> um, 
was the, the last of it. I suppose we're coming into the time of year when obviously a lot of clubs are finished now and we're hearing about managerial exits. Um, just to, to give a few that I, I've, I, I've had confirmed anyway, Gowner in the hunt for, for manager, Sean Hagen and, and Aidan McCarron have, have stepped away. Um, Mullahorn are in the hunt. Shani is, is finished up after, it, I think that's fully his third year. So um, they're, they're in the hunt as well. Bally Hayes are, are looking as well. Aidan Waters and co have stepped away. Um, Mickey O'Rourke has stepped away from Baileyborough. So they're looking. We knew Steamer was leaving Lavi, Kevin McDonald. So they're in the hunt as well. And Terence Reynolds, I believe, is gone from Kildallan. Okay. Has he done three years or four? He seems like he's there a long time. Yeah, he's there. I'd say he could be there four years. And you know what? I was thinking back on, on Kildallan. His first year there, whether it was three or four years ago, he, he came very, very close. He had them flying and got very unlucky with injury. Not to, if he, I think if he had held on, because I remember I was over killing care at the time and we played them in the league and they battered us absolutely battered us we were after it was 2017 and we were after winning or, or getting to the intermediate final the year before and thinking we're going down to a you know a junior club here they they thoroughly bet us and, and well deserved and they were super well prepared and then they picked up a couple of cruciate injuries and, and it just seemed to be unlucky but he, he was making really good progress you know at early doors, just very unlucky with injury, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of all the teams in junior ranks that haven't been contesting finals, we talk about Kildana more than anyone else, but they had great potential a couple of years ago. They still have, but they just seem to have lost a bit of momentum there at the minute. Yeah, they do, they do. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the managerial merry-go-round started up. It's, it's, it's on slow-mo at the minute, but it'll pick up fairly, fairly quick. So let us know any of the, uh, the appointments that are coming in or any of the the other managers around the county that have stepped away, um, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Get in contact on social media. Um, if you want to hear the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship preview, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wearecavan, where we have interviews with the Ramah United camp and the Castle Rahan camp ahead of the big game. Thanks a million for joining us on the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to share it on Facebook and like McAvoy's Facebook page the McAvoy Super Value Virginia Facebook page.